0: Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Super Turbo 64, the podcast in which two friends sit together over a few cups of coffee and just chat about video games for a little while. I'm Jason Vandervoort, and I'm
1: sipping on a caramel macchiato today. I'm Jeff Ross, and I just uh, finished a dark chocolate turtle mocha. Yummy. Mm, it was very good. Nice, yeah. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, you know? Awesome. Um, feeling. You know, I took a long nap early. Nice. So you're like um, rested and rejuvenated and absolutely. just ready. How about you? How are you doing? I'm doing good.
0: Yeah. Took the dog out for a walk and just, yeah, mm-hmm. feeling good. It's just a little rainy out there. It is. Yeah. It's a uh, perfectly rainy and dreary day. This is your style. This is my kind of weather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just. hm, mm, I love it. It reminds me of kind of of Persona 4, you know? Mm. on like those fog like those days when the fog would set in Mm -hmm. i walk around and i'm like "Mm, this is my jam i'm so ready makes me want to solve a uh, murder mystery with my friends
1: i can arrange that
0: awesome oh my (laughs) god i would be so appreciative
1: yeah uh you you'd think so (laughs) um so jason Mm -hmm. what you been playing well, so
0: I'm still I'm still playing East. I'm mm-hmm. kind of near the tail end of it. I've been like I probably would have beaten it by now, but I'm, you know, this is the cl- like first time in a while where I've kind of been feeling kind of that inkling towards that whole completionism oh, thing for yeah. a game. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's I don't know, I've just been really just enjoying my time with the game so much that I've just mm-hmm. been like
1: you want to really twist the towel and yeah get the last drop out of it i'm taking it nice and easy ouch <laughs> i suffered 50 points of psychic damage just there <laughs> yep um. that's, that sounds about right
0: <laughs> but like when i'm when i'm not playing East, i've been uh dipping back into street fighter 5 oh yeah mm-hmm. just going online playing matches and whatnot it's been a lot of fun You've told me that you're a Sagat main these days. I am. Yeah, like, I've, for the first few seasons of Street Fighter, I was maining uh, Bison. Mm-hmm. But pretty much, uh, pretty much right when Sagat came out, I was mm-hmm. thinking, yes, mm-hmm. I am so ready to play Sagat. And just kind of, as time has gone on, I've just played Bison less and less. Sure. So at this point now, like, unless someone comes out in the final season of uh, mm-hmm. five that I just really really like, I'm probably mm-hmm. going to be a Sagat main throughout the rest of the uh, of this season.
1: Right on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember you were uh, you were distracted by Cody a little bit. I right? was.
0: Cody was my main back in uh, Street Fighter Four. Mm-hmm. And so like I you know I was really excited. Yeah. To to play him actually, we were you and me we were at Combo Breaker, yeah. one of the big fighting game tournaments that happens here in the states. When they dropped the trailer to announce Cody, yeah, and that and was G just at
1: the same time, right? What they announced a G, right, or the president <sighs> that same day, maybe? Because the president came out and he yes. was giving us a speech. And yes, all that. power to the people. Yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, it's just a, a fantastic
0: time. Yeah, absolutely. and um, so yeah, I was really hyped to play Cody, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just like. You can be really hyped for the character, but you just might not be... Yeah, maining them. Exactly. So, I mean, I I, I tried for a while, but Mm -hmm. Sagat just has kind of been the character that just feels the best for me to play.
1: I'm looking forward to the uh, Oro or whatever his name is. Yeah. He's got a little turtle pet that he holds in one hand at all times. How Mm -hmm. nice is that? And then he's also like a martial arts master, you know. Exactly. He holds
0: the turtle because it's like his way of kind of holding back.
1: himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
0: Yeah, um, they did a, a gameplay thing for Oro yesterday or the day before. Yeah, so like I yeah, they kind of showed what his on. stuff is.
1: And they announced Akira as well. Yep. Who is from some game I'm not familiar Rival with. Schools, I think. Okay. Yeah. At
0: yeah. one of Capcom's other fighters that you know didn't yeah. really rise to the same uh, mm-hmm. levels as Street Fighter.
1: At first, I thought they were that she was from Tekken, but
0: she looks kind of like Tekkenish. Akira yeah. Guy, oh like yeah. Your yeah.
1: Main right from.
0: Oh, Oscar! Oscar, yeah, okay, she yes. does kind of look like Oscar for sure. Yeah,
1: she has like the long fighting style mm-hmm. thing with the the big movements. Yep. Um. But, uh, yeah, I we should play some more Street Fighter. We most know? likely will. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yes, playing Street there. Fighter has been our usual like post recording just decompression yeah. thing for a while. And you know what? I'm down for that to continue.
1: <laughs> I think I will main Zangief until I die. Um, I'm man, I'm proud of you. Yeah, he's. Uh, I remember when we first started with the uh, Street Fighter Five, and I'm like, man, Zangief is so funny and awesome. And mm-hmm. if only I, you know, if I could just get his circle motions down, I would main him. And then I just practiced for like twenty minutes one day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that... it's it's doable. Exactly, it's very doable. Um, he's a. Uh, he is big and strong mm-hmm. and his iron body is invincible so beware i am i will be aware <laughs> nice uh well how about yeah. you what have you been playing well you know um a little thing called isaac repentance came out mm-hmm. the binding of isaac repentance the the final dlc um Edmund has kind of been referring to it as, like, Isaac 1.9, you know? It's, like, so close to a sequel in terms of content, you know? Um, It's got just an entire alt path and tons of new final bosses and two new characters and 100 new items or whatever. And, like, uh, you know, 5,000 new rooms which is just crazy. That is crazy. I think it, Anyway. Now is this, is this the expansion that
0: like started as the fan mod?
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, and they've really gone beyond what the mod. So Vin is the main guy from, I don't know his last name, but he's the main guy from anti-birth. Okay. Um, Team P E N I S I guess is what they were calling themselves. Um, very classy. Mature. But a fitting for, a <laughs> for, uh, Isaac, I guess. Yeah. But, um, they, uh, he he's done, I mean, the whole game, it it's cool, and it's kind of, kind of ramps into what we were going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, how do you keep these games fresh post-launch, you know? Right. And they really, I mean... The Flash Isaac came out 10 years ago and Rebirth came out 7 years okay, ago. Okay, now see, I was kind of trying to remember that earlier because like I mean, looking at
0: Isaac, mm-hmm. you can kind of see that it had maybe some roots mm-hmm. in the whole kind of uh, Flash game thing. Yeah. But I I couldn't personally remember if that is how it started. Yeah. Would you mind just giving listeners kind of a uh, brief synopsis about like kind of what a Flash game is
1: well i mean because i confess
0: i really don't have the ways to like yeah really put it into words that well
1: usually flash games were games that uh despite having lots of limitations in terms of design they were easy to code Mm -hmm. and you would they typically have like a cartoon visual style because that's part of the coding for like they would take uh, an ant- flash programming which was designed for animations and then turned it into like interactable video games you know mm-hmm. and they were really popular in like the 2000s decade you know now like for most of them were like you were able to play them in like on a on
0: browser, browser web page exactly. okay that's kind of the thing that I always associated with yeah. them is that they were browser games
1: yeah and they started selling them on like steam and stuff as well but okay. uh, you could um, download them. Um, but, so, Edmund had a heavy hand in coding the first Isaac Flash game, but then, uh, when it, you know, just had surprising popularity, Mm -hmm. uh, they decided to re-release it as a non-Flash, you know, non-janky, non-crashing game, basically. So Uh, they rebuilt it from the ground up? Yeah. Okay. And they, uh, they hired Nicholas to do that, or they, Edmund worked with Nicholas, which is, uh a name of a person, but Nicholas is the company as well. But, uh, Mm. um, it's, yeah. So then that was Rebirth. That was the first game I played. That was, um, well, I tried the Flash one, like, once at my friend's house. Okay. And then, uh, when it, it came out for free for, uh, for PS4 on okay. launch day, and I didn't realize it was the new version. and oh. Um, but it took me a while to be like, oh, okay. That I was playing like a slightly older version before. And, gotcha. But uh, yeah, after ten years, they're still making Isaac content. They're finally stopping now, probably. Okay. He, Edmund has like his three-year plan lined out and lined up for like what he wants to do now. Okay. For, he's uh uh his the guy who helped make the end is nigh uh platforming game that they made uh Edmund made with uh Tyler Glyell. Um, okay. probably mispronounced his last name. But uh they are making a like Pokemon meets Final Fantasy Tactics game. Um so it's like a <laughs> yeah, it's called Mechanics. <laughs> yeah uh where it's cats versus cats it seems Um, is there like footage or stuff out for that already yeah really um you can go on to tyler's twitter and see all the like you know special moves that these cats can do (laughs) and um so apparently you capture them and then put them on your team or something like that interesting um yeah I saw a cat suplex, another cat, you know. It was cool. Okay. Um, So he's going to work on that, and then once that's done, he's taking a break from games, I guess, video games. Okay. And, well, he's not... He only wants to do projects that take, like, six months or less for a bit. Okay. And so he might make, like, comics, which he used to do before he made video games. Oh, cool. And, uh, you know, he might do... Uh, some collaborations and maybe so he's keeping it you know open so he just wants to take a break from long long projects just the long that, arduous kind yeah. of stuff especially i mean like you said he's been mm-hmm. working on
0: isaac in one form or another yeah for, for like about years, a decade yeah. now yeah how
1: crazy is that yeah so how many versions of isaac have there been by now well let me regale you i'm um, ready it's regale me you got the binding of isaac for yep. Flash. That and then Flash the first game. DLC for that was on Flash and that was Wrath of the Lamb, so that's two. Then you had the Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Actually there was a Halloween update, which is apparently considered a Okay like a DLC in a sense, but so I guess that's three. And then rebirth was the fourth version. Then afterbirth was the fifth. Afterbirth plus was the sixth. And now Repentance is the seventh. Okay. That's a lot of DLC. Yeah, it is. And, uh, that's, uh, it's pretty good. It's a great DLC so far. It's been really, uh, sucking up my time. Nice. Uh, the, uh, pretty much the only limiting factor to me just sitting there all day and playing it is like, I need a comfier chair. <laughs> 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 my, uh, my office chair is not doing the work it should be, but, um, it's, All right, because you're playing it on PC on, right that's now? That's right. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It's not coming out to. Com- consoles until well they're hoping to have it out before the end of the year for consoles, okay. but yeah. It's uh do you like D L C expansions? I do. Um
0: you know, like you were saying, you know, with kind of the whole uh kind of journey that Isaac has been on since mm-hmm. its launch. You know, Street Fighter five, you know, it's been going on for about five years now yeah and um i mean capcom is no stranger to you know uh like re-releasing a game with uh, some added stuff so Mm. like i mean capcom was doing a lot of this kind of stuff before things like dlc you know were even yeah available you know i mean they were i i couldn't even tell you how many versions of street fighter 2 there are yeah i i could i could hazard a guess but you Mm -hmm. know like it's
1: it's a ton you know it is and uh it's they announced you know that they weren't going to make new versions of street fighter 5 so much when they came out with it they're like we're gonna do season passes instead
0: right and that's that's worked out largely for the best i mean yeah street fighter 5 had a pretty rocky launch Mm -hmm. you know kind of Basically, any game that was going to follow up Street Fighter 4 had its work cut out for it because Street Fighter 4 was, you know, yeah, not only completely revitalized game. Street Fighter, but fighting games in general. Absolutely. So, I mean, Street Fighter 4 is on this incredibly high pedestal. Mm-hmm. And so, no matter what, people were going to be iffy about the shape that the next Street Fighter was going to take. And yet, <laughs> yeah, and five, you know, they were Capcom was pretty candid out front. It's just like, hey, you know, Street Fighter five as is like this is gonna be kind of a bare bones thing as opposed to you having to rebuy the game as we you know release mm-hmm. new versions of it, you will be able to like keep playing this game and we're just yeah. gonna kind of continue to expand it um just over the course of its t- lifespan. And so like we are on the fifth and final season. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Street Fighter V now. And, I mean, I-, I wouldn't say that I've played it, like, religiously throughout the entire time that it's been out. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I have been there at various points through every season. Yeah. And, I mean, a large part of that comes from the fact that, you know, um, for most of the seasons, like, mm-hmm. our group of friends would get together to play it. Yeah. You know, not av- not all of them like Street Fighter as much as say you or I do, but mm-hmm. they are they're still there to play it. Yeah. Season four is the one that I've probably missed out on the most, mm-hmm. which you can largely just kind of attest to the whole thing of you know just because of the COVID pandemic. Yeah. You know, like I was still I've still been playing some fighting games, but largely my interest in them has been pretty down because it's,
1: you haven't had we, that.
0: We haven't had the person to person exactly you know, local stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Though I mean wildly off topic or not wildly but both you and i have gotten our first covid shots That's right. and so have a few other of our of our friends in mm-hmm. our group so like you know we're hoping that you know come may we're recording mm-hmm. this in early april like we're going to be able to get together to That's play right. fighting games again just in time for the new guilty gear <laughs> absolutely so
1: well, yep guilty gear should be out june 8th for exactly. pre-orders you know? yeah
0: so we can have we can enjoy a lot of street fighter before sure. Guilty Gear probably consumes everything.
1: Yeah. But there's but, gonna be a new open beta for Guilty Gear too. That's awesome.
0: But yeah, like I've really enjoyed um the whole way that they've kind of continued to keep Street Fighter V fresh. Yeah. Over the know, course of its lifespan. Like the first couple seasons, you know, were fairly basic, in which it's just, you know, they're releasing new characters and stages. That's that's pretty fundamental what most fighting games will do with their dlc especially since most fighting games follow a similar formula now mm-hmm. um but what made it cool is like in season three i want to say they added an extra gameplay mechanic yeah and that, that was when they added the second v skill
1: mm-hmm.
0: or wait it was it second v trigger v skill V no v trigger v yeah, trigger yeah right. so the v trigger in street fighter 5 is kind of like a it's a bit of meter that you have uh, outside of what you would use for, like, sp- enhanced special moves and, like, super moves. And it was usually, a like, a thing that was tied pretty closely to what your character de- does. And mm-hmm. it just was usually a big kind of comeback mechanic. Sure. And then when they added the second one, that gave players the opportunity to choose, which gave players mm-hmm. more freedom in kind of how they express themselves through their character, which yeah. I'm always a fan of in a fighting game. And so then, throughout the rest of Season
1: 3 and... F- At some point, they launched arcade mode.
0: They Yep. Oh, that's
1: right. Yeah. So they they, they also released the a, a a story mode. Was, see, that came out early on, and that was a big... Uh, it was supposed to come out with the original launch, but they didn't have it finished by the yeah, time it came out. Yeah, that sounds about right. And, uh... That's uh you know, you they their only single player version of the game was survival mode at launch. Right, and I'll that go. was and that was tough. <laughs> yeah. So um,
0: most of the things like there was really not a great component for single player content no. on that game, which fighting games have steadily been trying to kind of get better at the whole mm. single player element, and so Street Fighter Five's thing was It was a, different
1: it was a bit of a miss at the It beginning. was it was
0: absolutely a miss. But, you know, they've added a pretty cool and interesting arcade mode.
1: Mm -hmm. And And, uh, you can play, like, one through five different characters. Like, if you want to play Street Fighter 2, quote-unquote, you can play with only those characters. Exactly. Go through an arcade that way. Yeah,
0: and it's cool. Like, you would unlock a bunch of cool pieces of art and whatnot. It's just a really interesting experience and just kind of a fun way to, you know, uh, go through Street Fighter's... Weird history, yeah. <laughs> pretty much, and then they added. Let's see. So then they added maybe in season four, I want to say they, they added, added a second, the v, second skill, v skill, which yep. is similar to the V trigger. So like, where we are now in Street Fighter Five. Well, shit. Then they added the V shift, exactly. which is like a defensive move. So like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where we are now in season five, there it's unlikely they'd add any more gameplay mechanics.
1: Yeah, this is the final season, right? That's yeah. It's said. the final
0: season. So like all of the stuff that they've added now makes Street Fighter 5
1: a I much mean, more robust
0: game. It's than it a used extremely to be. robust game now. And yeah, so it's like I wouldn't say it, anything has changed the core mechanic of the game like dramatically, but mm-hmm. they've added just a lot of really great layering and texture, you know? And plus yeah. they've added just a whole slew of characters. So it's a right. it's a pretty big roster
1: now. Mhm. It's gotta have like at least as many as that were in there at launch for DLC. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. They've. I think they've definitely eclipsed.
1: You know mm-hmm. what they had by probably a little, little bit now. Um. I feel like you know. The only problem with the Street Fighter's DLC model has been like the cost. You know. Yeah. Just being. You can't really. I mean, there's so much like there's even very expensive stages which are supposed to support the Capcom tour. Yeah. Um, and uh, you got this mechanic in which you can earn fight money. Yep. But the fight money you get a pittance every fight you complete. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, So you need to complete like two hundred matches online in order to get a new character or something. Yeah. that. Yeah. It's it's a lot, and I mean like
0: I feel like when they first pitched that I think they said like it was the idea was just like hey you might not even need to buy a season pass yeah, if you're right. good yeah but you know and sh- there's probably some pro players who by playing a whole lot mm-hmm. and probably with a much better win ratio than me um <laughs> yeah they probably oh, yeah. were able to you know save up and maybe get a few characters for free right but most of us i feel probably yeah. got our characters uh through a season pass
1: yep yeah. and i mean same goes for stages and skins as yeah. well, and colors even yep um it's like they couldn't decide what was the route to do it like they couldn't
0: decide if they wanted to do kind of a, a typical season pass structure mm-hmm. or if they wanted to kind of do things that are like like where you would buy the game's currency yeah you know which i i don't really know how to describe that model you know where Mm -hmm. it's like where you uh, buy in-game currency with real money and then you spend your in-game currency on whatever it is you want because it's like there's almost an element of that in there but it
1: right um you can buy things with the fight money and i'm not sure if you can just buy fight money. i don't think no you i don't think you can um yeah like uh I think it feels to me, you know, the cynical standpoint is that they they have a season pass, but it doesn't give you more than forty percent of the season's content. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean that that's it, valid. It's like it gives you the characters, which is nice. Yeah, the the main thing that people yeah, would want from absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, then you get, you know, you're missing the stages and the yeah the costumes exactly. So like
0: when you <laughs> you are able to look at the uh, stage selection screen and you're like, oh, yes, these are all the stages I do not yeah. yet have access to.
1: Yeah, and it's funny, you know, playing offline, they remove the missing things. Yeah. But when you play online, it has a little lock screen over exactly. each stage. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. You know, what I I compare it to like Dragon Ball Fighters. Mm-hmm. they That had three seasons that had only characters and then yep. the skins were all free yep. uh, but i mean the the colors were all free but there were no new skins and no new stages and uh they did add a couple stages they had one new stage for free that's right yeah um but
0: uh it was just the one yeah it yeah, was uh, uh
1: the the online like the tournament. galactic arena yeah or something. exactly yeah, yeah um which uh that was odd because it doesn't exist in the Dragon Ball universe or whatever. Yeah. Know? That was just like, an, it, it's for the Fighters universe, you know? Exactly. But, uh, it just looks vaguely vaguely like it
0: could exist within Fighters, yeah. you know?
1: But, uh, you know, what about, like, Mortal Kombat 11? That came out with more story content. Yep. And then... If you bought the season pass, you got the skins as well exactly. and the characters. And I think they did that a little better than Street Fighter. Another to compare.
0: Yeah, another realm. like they? I feel like they probably give you a lot more, you know, value wise. Yeah. Um, but
1: it is also more expensive.
0: A little bit, yeah, yeah, for sure. But still, you know, like it's been very cool to be able to experience Street Fighter Five as it has changed yeah, throughout the five years it's been out now.
1: That's right, it's definitely grown as a game, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's been fun to try the new characters out and mm-hmm. look forward to new ones and stuff. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I'll probably say once, you know, probably once everything settles on it, Street Fighter Five will probably be up there among my favorite fighting games of all time.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: But, you know, it's just... I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just been a... Uh, it's just taken a long time to get it to that point. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, so... Do you think you bought every season pass for that game? Yes. Okay. Yes I have. Would you just speaking of season passes, what do you think is like the best and the worst season pass you've picked up? Like not necessarily of Street Fighter, but like But just in general? Yeah. Best I,
0: uh... Best season pass I would I've picked up, I'd have to give that to the Witcher Three. Oh yeah. Like that just... had
1: both DLCs? Yeah, yeah.
0: So like you've got uh the Blood and Wine and the Hearts of Stone mm-hmm. um, expansions, and I um, feel man, I'm missing one. I- I'm missing something. But it's like mm-hmm. for what they added to the game and what they gave you for it, it's just like it's fantastic. Just the nice, amount that yeah. they give you for it.
1: Game expansions are like the best form of DLC, I, I think. You yeah, know? for I mean, sure. That's uh i feel like you know when dlcs first started being like a a concept back in like the early 2010s or mm-hmm. late 2000s or whatever mm-hmm. we started seeing like People, a lot of people complained about it as being like, "I don't want to pay more money for new content. Just give me the content or make a sequel." You know. Yeah. Right. And but it's a it's a way of extending the life of a game, and it certainly kept the price down of these games. As like uh-huh. you were saying, it's just, uh, I don't know if this was before. I think it was this actually was before, before. We recording. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the price of games has stayed the same for, like the 360 and the ps3 versus and then the ps4 and the Uh xbox one era uh it's finally gone up to 70 bucks us yeah for for the current gen yeah but uh it kept the prices down which is nice yeah but um
0: yeah like they've kept the prices down of the games while i think everybody basically knows that it's continued to cost more money mm -hmm. to make them you know
1: yeah for sure and
0: that's the thing like i feel like most companies have tried to kind of find a workaround where it's like and that's why we see season passes
1: mm-hmm.
0: on um on games that i don't think you would typically expect there to be one yeah you know like i mean if i had uh i think i would never really expect i guess to have a uh season pass for like a far cry game you know <laughs> yeah yeah, and it's I I don't think I've ever once bought one right. for that. So it's like, I don't I I'm still trying to figure out what the worst season pass I ever bought was.
1: I know like, uh, the one that jumps to mind for me is like I think if I could do it all over again, I'm not sure I would buy it. But uh, I still like, do I feel regret? I don't know. Yeah, uh, the Arkham Knight season pass was like $40. Oh yeah! Which was the most expensive season pass at the time. At the time. And it came out with like two deals, like game, like a there were five mini stories for like this expansion Mm -hmm. like the the Gotham stories or whatever I don't Mm -hmm. remember, but most of the DLC ended up being uh, like the battle rooms and the different skins for cars and for Uh, characters and it's like yeah i don't think it was really like it didn't quite make the the value of the season pass i get that uh and yet i love that game so much that it's hard to say that i regret getting
0: it (laughs) right yeah because it's like you were still able to gain or get more fun out of an experience that you already loved
1: yeah that's right and uh um you know still got that uh i mean I, I put a lot of time into that dlc you know mm-hmm. like the the battle rooms i can't remember their name right now but Me either. um but there is you know like five versions in that versus the previous t- couple of games they had right just the stealth and the battle but there's also races and then like car battles and then yes. like hybrid ones and stuff but yeah um as for the best season pass, I can't even think of an example. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry I asked you a tough question, but... Hey, no, I, I, um, thankfully I had an answer, or at yeah, least half of one. That's right. The Witcher is a good... Like, I figured The Witcher 3 would come up in this podcast, considering that it has, like, famously amazing DLC. Exactly. Hmm, you know what might be the worst season pass I got? What's that? Would have been the
0: one that, uh... <laughs> mortal Kombat 10 um mm, that's such a good answer exactly because yeah it's like the one
1: know, that had half monsters and stuff exactly like,
0: yeah. yeah and it's like you know i mean i love my movie monsters yeah but like i think one of the season passes had the xenomorph and leather face yeah and also and the and the characters that they added that were actually from the mortal Kombat
1: universe Mm -hmm. they were like tanya and the cyborgs and uh and tremor Tremor. oh yeah and triborg
0: yeah Yeah, it's just overall just the dlc for mk10 not great not not great in my opinion at least no
1: um i and i do like you know tanya was cool because she's an mk4 character and that was like one of my big gaming influences early on i guess but and i do like the cyborg but the fact that they made him into three different like three characters into one you know it's like yeah exactly kind of cheapens them yeah. a little bit especially cuz it's like you know for people who
0: you know are big fans of smoke sector or um, uh, cyrax yeah. like to cram them all
1: into one it's just like right eh. oh well um i think they did a pretty good job with the dlc for 11 though yeah 11's um, been pretty good and i still have yet to play the story content that me came out. either i know oh well i mean we'll even though it, it has
0: shang sung which is which yeah. like probably one of my
1: favorite characters in the games just period mm-hmm. um yeah i haven't done it yet and he's you know voiced by that carry tagawa yep yep mm-hmm. um oh well we'll get around to it but. exactly I've been w- wanting to play more MK11. Yeah, you know,
0: our friend Gabe, he was talking about oh, that yeah. the other day. Yeah, he's been kind of getting back into it, too. So wouldn't we, surprise me if we kind of have a little bit of a Mortal Kombat resurgence on right. us. That's
1: stopped He stopped in, uh, on the stream one day. That was pretty cool. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I've been streaming some Isaac Repentance. Nice. So have you been enjoying that? I've been having fun streaming it. I, You know, it's been most of the commentary when I'm alone. <laughs> it, well i haven't had a stream for, go with zero viewers very long which okay. is nice but uh if it's somebody like somebody's in the chat and they're not well if they're watching and they're not talking to me then my con- like it's me just like well i'm gonna go ahead and use a bomb here because uh, i need to pick up more spirit hearts but mm. you know so it's very isaac focused you know loud. yeah yeah but uh, when there is somebody in the chat it can be a lot more fun you know yeah But uh, and Isaac is such a stream
0: focus. No, I don't want to call it stream focused, but like you know, just that game is at the point where it is now. I feel largely because of streamers. Yeah, they they gave it so much life.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, When it had a big like explosion, like a year or a half a year after it was launched or something, because of YouTubers. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. It's a very replayable. It's the most replayable game, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, because it's uh, it's got so much uh, randomness, Mm -hmm. RNG involved. But for sure. Um. So going from season passes, there's another uh, like similar concept, but Mm -hmm. uh, altogether more devious. (laughs) The battle pass. Have you played Uh, a game much with Battle Passes at all? I know, like, I've been playing a lot of Warzone lately. Sorry to just, yeah. But do you, I don't think you have, really. I have not once bought a Battle Pass. Okay, yeah. I I
0: mean, I've played games that have them. Mm -hmm. And what's funny, one of the fighting games that we've played most recently, Grand Blue, has a Battle Pass and a Season Pass. And so I bought the Season Pass, but I've opted Mm -hmm. against the Battle one. Because, like, a Battle Pass, to me... I mean, if it's in a game that is free, Mm -hmm. I'm perfectly okay with that. Yeah. You know, because I feel, you know, that is, that's just a way for developers. Because, I mean, obviously these games need to make money. Yeah. You know, and a battle pass for a free game, I feel like that's largely a pretty, Mm -hmm. pretty good and largely ethical way of going about it. Um,
1: Better than loot boxes, you know. Yeah, that's Um, pretty much for sure. (laughs) But, uh I've been playing a lot of Warzone. I haven't have had to pay too much for a battle pass. It's always been like three bucks or two bucks just because the previous battle pass or whatever, just the content from free battle passes. Like That's what they typically do is like every fifth thing will be free in the battle pass or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I've paid like two bucks for one battle pass and then you get a bunch of money back for if you keep playing the game and oh, then you can okay. put that into the next one or okay. whatever. So it's been fun. Uh I haven't really made use of much of the the stuff. I'm always uh, Ukrainian superstar Igor, you know? <laughs> Never need to change off of him. Yeah. Uh, Why well, mess with perfection? Absolutely. Um it's uh he's he's just a little darling, you know, and is is a windbreaker and um he's just a good guy. He I looks like, like Putin, basically. <laughs> uh it's uh He's fun. He always, he yells, you know, F you to the, the people that knock him down, which is, but with the actual word, which mm. is, I I won't say that for the little babies listening to the, the podcast Even right though now. I do
0: list every episode as explicit. <laughs> okay. Well. So go ahead. If you need to drop
1: an I, F bomb. I can't. Okay. I simply can't. I, I suppose, can't. yeah, you've, you've put yourself on that pedestal right now. I am. I am on a pedestal. Yep. I am holier than thou. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you and you're holier than that (laughs) sensibilities. Thank you. That's what Igor says when he gets shot. Yeah, I'm glad I could help. Um, Um,
0: So, my dad. When you mentioned Putin, mm -hmm. my dad refers to Putin as Vladdy.
1: Vladdy. Yep. Basically.
0: Wow. Always, always makes me laugh when he says Vladdy's on TV or something. Yeah. (laughs) on
1: TV. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I you know my dad talks about Putin a lot, but mm-hmm. and I think he says Putin. Putin.
0: Mm. He doesn't have as much fun with his name as my dad does. No.
1: <laughs> but anyway. Uh, yeah. So, we talked about season passes and, we're and on battle to passes. Battle pa- I wanted to say that Fall Guys has done a fantastic job oh, yeah. with uh, their post-release content. You know, yeah, they've for had sure. four seasons. All of their, like, you can buy costumes with real money if you want, but um, their Battle Pass is always free, and Mm. all the new stages are free. Oh, that's nice. Um, They, uh, you can even earn crown points just by playing the game, I think, now. Cool. And, I mean, you can win crowns by winning, of course, but... What's that like? Uh, I've only done it twice.
0: It's (laughs) hard to remember. It's two times more than I've ever done it, I think. Maybe I've done it once.
1: You know, it's... uh, Just Battle Royales. They don't like me. (laughs) No matter how
0: shooty or jumpy focused they are.
1: Did you hear that uh, Pac-Man is getting a Battle Royale? Mm -hmm. I just got one. No shit. Yeah, it's uh, Pac-Man 99 in the style of Tetris 99. Really? That sounds like it could be kind of fun. Yeah, I want to try it out. It's uh, on the Switch as of like yesterday or something. Oh, cool. Super cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. But anyhow... uh, uh, game expansions, probably the highest version of DLC. You know. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but I, I was actually I was about to say this earlier on. Um, when you got like, like when the DLC was first announced or was first being released, mm-hmm. it seemed like developers weren't sure what people would buy and what they would complain right. about and stuff. Yeah, like uh. There was a lot of complaints about like horse armor for Skyrim. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Like, sounds you, familiar. you could pay like five bucks or something and get just cosmetic armor for your horse that didn't do anything. But yeah, uh, people. But then Skyrim had like three major expansions as well. Yeah, I they're
0: the, the story expansions and whatnot mm-hmm. for Skyrim were pretty great.
1: Yeah, I never played the DLC for it, but mm-hmm.
0: no, it's pretty good. I always wanted yeah. to get the, the expansions for Fallout Four. Oh, but yeah. never did because the season pass for that was
1: also pricey. Yeah, yeah,
0: I think it was getting to Arkham numbers if I'm not yeah.
1: mistaken. And uh, I always wanted to play the DLC that was in like the Nuka Town like yeah, theme yeah. park or whatever. It sounded fun for sure. Um, but uh, I don't know i I like the Bethesda games. I just don't seem to get into them as much as like are typical diehard bethesda fan which makes they're great yeah but it's yeah i don't know i uh you know they have a they get repetitive after a while i think yeah a little bit but um but there's still a damn good time until then yeah uh overwatch is another game i wanted to mention in terms of like post-release content you Mm know it's uh they've done they released all their characters for free and all their stages and game modes Uh are free. Um, And yet they're, like, sponsored by loot boxes. That seems to be the only way to buy stuff that you really want is to buy loot boxes. And, And like, loot
0: boxes are the one that's probably... That has the most criticism out of any DLC practice that I've seen since DLC has kind of become a thing because, I mean, it is gambling. Absolutely. You know, there's really... No two ways about it, countries. You know exactly. Yeah, like it's been banned in certain countries, and Mm -hmm. I mean, there's even been some, but not. I don't think there's really been talk about banning it here in the states. Yeah. But there's definitely been like, there's been some scrutiny towards Mm -hmm. developers that use loot boxes. Right. You know, because of that, just kind of the kind of addictive quality that gambling uh, can have in like a loot box
1: sort of sense. Especially if you're, you know you have to think of the children um they if they're you know getting their, their credit parents. card number yeah. from their parents or whatever exactly. and buying trying to buy 50 loot boxes to get that tracer skin you know it's not really working out very well yeah
0: no then that that's not great yeah but uh so since we're kind of getting onto that topic of kind of uh dlc practices that you know Aren't exactly above board,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know. I'd be remiss if we didn't kind of dig into things about, you know, kind of a trend that we have really only started to see more and more since DLC has kind of become a thing, mm-hmm. and that's when games
1: essentially come out and they're not finished. Yeah, um, you know, like we've talked a little bit about Cyberpunk on this podcast. That's been before. like the biggest example, mm-hmm. like the
0: biggest and most notorious example like i mean yeah, right now it's the absolutely. one that's on people's mind the most
1: mm-hmm. like so not all post-game content is you know new, extra it's, <laughs> yeah it's sometimes it's you yeah, basic bug fixes and yeah um t- quality of life changes and mm-hmm. uh unfortunately um you look at something like cyberpunk and it was it just wasn't ready for release, you know, it when wasn't. it came out. Yeah. And it's uh it has taken a long time to get to a better place and from what I've read
0: it's still not there. There it's still not there. Yeah. I watched a thing it was uh one of the heads of CD Project Red had done like a press conference or a statement not too terribly long ago, where he was kind of detailing mm. what the kind of post-release stuff mm-hmm. was going to be for it. Sure. And I mean, there's still really no word, at least that I can think of off the top of my head, like for uh, the PS5 and Xbox One version right. of Cyberpunk, which is, again, probably what I'm going to wait for before sure. I play it. But, you know, they're still working because like, they just want to make... The versions that are out on PS4 and Xbox One, they just want to make them
1: playable. Playable, yeah. yeah. And you know, there was talk of the game getting a multiplayer expansion like a year out from release, mm-hmm. and now they're apparently they're talking about not even doing that anymore. So. Right,
0: just all hands just towards yeah. the idea of just you know finishing the game. <laughs> yeah, which Pretty is like, and I mean that that's, that's just, a Yeah, it's a shame.
1: It's bad business
0: practice, really. For sure, yeah. I mean, you. I mean, I think that there's. It's just kind of been out in the public knowledge now that it's just like you know a bunch of stuff went into the whole thing because I mean the game had been delayed already a couple times, so there was this huge pressure for them basically just to get the game mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what kind of state it was in. Right. But the fact that they released it probably did more damage to the studio's mm-hmm. like credibility. Yeah. Than if they delayed
1: it again. Yeah. Um. It's like, it's just yeah, it's just not right. It's just we're, not right. To put it uh, succinctly, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. So, but I mean, you know, it
0: it does unfortunately happen. Mm-hmm. So, like, one of the things that I was kind of thinking about, you know, when we were um, getting ready to do this episode, you know, uh, DLC and just post release stuff. Hmm. Games are probably it's really kind of the only medium where that practice is kind yeah. of the norm. That's right you really in you really don't ever hear about stuff kind of done like that in many other things like the closest thing I've seen to that mm-hmm. is you know like say a movie getting a uh, director's cut or an expanded yeah. edition. I mean right. you know you've got things like the Snyder cut for a very mm-hmm. uh, recent. Uh, example example, or like the director's editions of like the Lord of the Rings movies and whatnot extended cut for those. Exactly that's really the closest comparison that I can think of but it's I can't personally think of a time where I've heard of you know a book (laughs) getting like
1: a post release (laughs) sometimes they get censored post release unfortunately. There's that yeah
0: but uh, you don't really hear about stuff where it's you know where they re-release the book with with, yeah, extra an extra thing. chapter. At yeah, the end or something. exactly. Close. I mean, usually they just save that kind of stuff for things like sequels or whatnot. Yeah. But that's just because you know most of these mediums don't necessarily have the means mm-hmm. to do that. Well, but no, we were before we started recording, we were kind of talking about it and joking, just like the idea that if you know they released a uh, a patch for Lord of the Rings, <laughs> yeah. where the in Fellowship of the Ring was like due to some uh complaints by our readers we've decided to shorten the rivendell section from <laughs> i don't know from, 80 yeah. pages to
1: 10 <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> yeah. i i i'm not much of a lord of the rings person yeah. i like i i tried i tried to mm-hmm. read it but i stopped at
1: rivendell so <laughs> yeah it's a uh, it's an undertaking i haven't read i've read like most of the hobbit i think and okay. that's about as far as I got. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have heard lots of complaints about that section. Exactly. So it's just like... But again,
0: you know, again, that's one of the interesting for better or for worse
1: things yeah. about games. You get, like... Yeah, like you are saying, you know, there's examples to the contrary. But, like, like the Lucas uh, edits to Star Wars. Oh my god,
0: them. I can't believe I forgot about that. Yeah, like, uh, just...
1: <laughs> the music yeah, scene decided, in Return of the exactly. Jedi. Exactly, we decided to add a dan- like a sexy blue alien, <laughs> <laughs> real sexy, just this blobular sort of bottom feeding <laughs> monster creature that you know just sings and dances for thirty seconds or whatever. And there's
0: but... one, there was one person in that band who kind of looks like, kind of looks like how commercials depict a flea. You oh. know when they do like a cartoon version of a flea? Okay. Like
1: this is what's on your dog, and it <laughs> kind of looks like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and Max Rebo, the Elephant Man, who plays the keyboard, the keyboards and he's yep. in that movie. Yeah, I just thought I'd name drop him because he <laughs> deserves it. <laughs> Rob, looking for you, Max, looking out for you. Um, <laughs> best keyboardist in <laughs> in the galaxy. in the outer rim, just at a least great jizz player, just <laughs> a real good. <laughs> that is actually what it's called, by the way, the jizz music. Yeah. It's uh it's terrible. I man, at first I thought you just Misspoke. mispronounced it and I was not gonna call you out on it. <laughs> no, it's uh it's called Jizz music in uh, the Star Wars books. Where's your holier than thou attitude now? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um but yeah, that's what the, the Cantina song is, just a jizz standard. <laughs> wow, it's a banger. That, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, really putting the bang in banger. Mm-hmm. Um, How do we get back from this tangent, Jeff? Is I'm there? Just, there's no crawling out of this. There's hole. no. <laughs>
0: uh, Once you start talking about Max Rebo yeah. and um, his contributions to the scene.
1: <laughs> uh, where was this in the in the uh, Star Wars episode we just put out? <laughs> yeah. That's a fair point.
0: Yeah. Let's let's hope in the next Fallen Order that we get a scene yeah. with Max Rebo. Oh my
1: god, yes. Yeah. Or Dex Jetzer, the uh the diner owner from episode two. Obi <laughs> What do you know? Yeah. But uh you know, it's funny. I think rebalances are uh, you know it's an under uh, when you were talking about like rebalancing the Rivendell section basically that's mm-hmm. like uh, it reminded me of like what's gone on with Isaac as it's you know just came out you know people like Edmund in interviews he talked about the Repentance DLC almost being like a multiplayer games rebalancing because the like, the uh, the meta has gone stale, basically, you know, oh, for, okay. a, for a while. Um, so, like, you Just get... Just a dominant strategy showed up, and... Yeah, you know, okay. you, the certain items are, like, insta-wins, and these kind of changed that now, and, uh, you know, you still got some great items, but, like, for example, you know, Brimstone, the big laser beam... Mm-hmm it's a shorter blast now. Like, it doesn't last as long on the okay. screen. The knife doesn't go as far. I picked up twenty twenty today, and it's a damage down now. That one, it used to give you... I mean, it still gives you, like, oh, my God. I'm <laughs> t- doing too many arm motions and hitting the mic. He's just so excited. Yeah. Uh, it gives you double the tears, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, it... Now it reduces your damage at the same time, which, you know, makes sense. But mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple, like, it's happened twice to me now where Edmund has said we have addressed the Tinted Rock chain, you know, like, rate in a patch already. You know, he's put out two balance patches for the new DLC already. Okay. And it's been, like, a week and a day since it came out. Wow. But, uh, like, the first DLC was, or the first patch said that they were raising the tinted rock rate. I'm like, oh, thank God. And I look at it, for normal mode. Only for normal mode. I'm like, God damn it. Same thing with, like, we're making the blue fires drop hearts more often, back to where it was for normal mode. Oh, so close, you know. (laughs) Um, Hard mode has gotten very hard now. Which is pretty fun. Which, I mean, I suppose makes sense. Absolutely. It used to be that there was no reason to play normal mode, really. Right. But uh... no, it's
0: like you were saying with like yeah, rebalanced, which is kind of like probably the really the only thing that we hadn't really yeah. brought up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know primarily you know that does affect uh, multiplayer games yeah so like going we'll go right back to the beginning with Street Fighter you know mm-hmm. there were characters in the first couple of seasons of Street Fighter 5 yeah that were like dominant. dominant yeah and characters again on the downside that mm-hmm. were pretty bad. You know, right. and like throughout the course of the game, there's still been characters that have, you know, kind of largely been considered good mm-hmm. throughout the course of the lifespan of the game. But for the most part, there have been shakeups, yeah. you know, so like I, I I haven't really looked at a, a tier list whatnot mm-hmm. for Street Fighter recently. So I, I couldn't tell you what the state of the meta is mm-hmm. right now. Right. But just because of the stuff that they've added and also the balancing
1: mm-hmm. that
0: has been added, it's definitely been a much a much greater move forward to making the game, you know, more balanced and making basically yeah. every character viable.
1: That's, right. That's the
0: thing where it's like, because for most multiplayer games, especially like, say, in the fighting game genre, mm-hmm. you want... You want the the characters to be viable, you know? I think one of the worst things you can have for a competitive game is for, you know, there to be a tournament or something, Mm -hmm. and your top eight in a tournament is mostly the same character, and you definitely don't want to have a mirror match at the (laughs) the very end of your tournament.
1: God, you remember when uh, Bayonetta, double Bayonetta finals for, like, evo 2018 uh-huh. or something like that exactly and yeah
0: especially if it's yeah the character last released and there's no more yeah, support for the game
1: god yeah that's uh they were standing there like not they were both like shooting for a while like they basically made a people were booing and all it's a bad time exactly you know? so i mean by by and large it's nice to kind of have these
0: rebalances especially mm-hmm. in a you know a competitive setting Because it's like, if you look at a game, we'll we'll, we'll stick with Street Fighter. Like, if you go all the way back to Street Fighter Mm 2, you know, there's been characters that have been strong and have Mm -hmm. remained strong in a game that is still played competitively, you know, and there obviously really hasn't been much in the way of balancing over a game that's been played, you know, for almost 20 years now. Mm -hmm. So it's like, these characters are going to be strong and the strategies they have are going to be strong.
1: Forever. Pretty much.
0: Yeah, same can be said for a game like Melee, you -hmm. know, where it's like, you know, if you're playing Melee competitively, if you're not using one of, I don't know, however many characters, you're probably not playing Melee competitively. Yeah,
1: at the highest level, at
0: least. Exactly. And that's where I think the benefit comes from playing a game that is, you know, being currently supported and -hmm. is currently being balanced. Because, like, that's what keeps, in my opinion, at least, that's what kind of might keep a game like that fresh... And engaging. Absolutely. That's that's like, at its best, DLC helps keep a game that people love, mm-hmm. you know, fresh and engaging.
1: That's right. Something that makes you want to come back to the game. and Exactly. You know, uh, <laughs> you know devs don't want you to resell your game at GameStop for $2 or whatever. <laughs> no, they don't. And so, um, whether it's rebalancing like a Overwatch or Fighters or if they're... Uh, you know putting out these massive expansions like in Witcher 3 or something mm-hmm. it's uh, it is become a it's become a healthy part of the game industry I think you know yeah, for sure I, it's been a huge part of it you surely don't hear the complaints that you used to about yeah. DLC
0: so then here's a question since we're kind of of that age now where we've kind of been able to see both sides of the spectrum mm-hmm. which would you say you've preferred like would, I mean like say if you took a game like we'll use Fighters for you like mm-hmm. would you've preferred Fighters to be like say released one way and then maybe had another fighter version of Fighters be released like a physical thing released however yeah. like maybe a year or two afterwards
1: Uh you know that's the thing if it takes that long I don't know I I like having the fresh DLC like right away you know Yeah for sure Um it's I think the first DLC for Fighters came out within like a month or so of yeah. the release, and mm-hmm. um, it's like you know, it's just been cool to have uh, more characters and mm-hmm. really uh, extent. Like you never know how a sequel's gonna turn out, really. You no, you don't. So, but like DLC is really just more the same in a sense, but and, and that's it's a, a gradual uh, build. One of the things
0: that's nice, mm-hmm. and you know. Like, if you go to a, a used game store, um, it's not, uh, like, especially an older used yeah. game store, it is not uncommon for you to find old versions of a game that has been updated. Yeah, You know? And so at that point, like, you know, mm-hmm. when you, the biggest problem about kind of the old way of doing that is mm-hmm. once the newest version of the game comes out, yeah. Your old version of the game is essentially garbage. That's right. <laughs> you know, yep. whereas now, I mean say you have a physical copy of Street Fighter 5 mm-hmm. and, you know, once the DLC has come out for it, your version of Street Fighter 5 is not garbage. That's right. So, that's nice. Just from a purely just um
1: I was missing like I moved back to to my current house mm-hmm. um a while ago, but like when I did move back, I lost Street Fighter in the move. It turned out to be, and so I bought a second disc. I forgot and about that. And then the day, like three days after I bought that second disc, after like a you know six months of not being able to play Street Fighter at home, uh, I yeah I found the original copy. Of course, of course, yeah. At least I gave away the original copy or like one of the copies and you know some andrew got to play it on at home you know nice yeah could
0: it it went to a good home absolutely that's that's beautiful
1: um but no it was just funny that you picked that for physical copy because that is one downside of owning a physical copy you can lose the disc you can lose the disc that doesn't happen to everybody but it can happen to me <laughs> um <laughs> yeah I, uh, I was looking at my... I sent a picture of my cat to a friend, and uh, I had to say afterward, I'm like, how do you like how I organize my games? <laughs> it is completely random. I have, like, Xbox 360 sitting next to PS3 and Wii games, you know, on the shelf. It's just at random, you know? Yeah. It's just chaos theory. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, freaking Street Fighter was inside of the... The Tomb Raider's sleeve. Ah. That's Tomb Raider 2 sleeve, yeah. Oh, well. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Lament that 15 bucks I had to spend again. Well, I mean, like we said, it went
0: to a good home. That's right. So that's Andy right. was able to play Street Fighter Five. <sighs> Damn
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, is there anything? Uh, how do you Do you prefer the DLC model or do you prefer the sequel model? I think I prefer the DLC
0: model. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I mean, I definitely, there was always kind of a thing. The sequel model was always fun in the way that you had, like, say, if you wanted to have people over to play the sequel, Mm -hmm. you know, you had this concrete event where you could try everything at once. Yeah. You know, and that, that's fun. That has that feeling of newness Mm -hmm. that is just, like, just really palpable. Yeah. But I think... Just over time, especially like you were saying earlier, when they first started doing DLC, they really didn't know how to do it properly. Right. But now, now they know. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's still experimentation going on that, you know, yeah. works to varying degrees. Mm
1: hmm.
0: But I think for the most part now, DLC is in a decent place. Yeah. That I think, you know, And I mean, of course, you don't have to buy DLC for every game you got. No. I think most of the games most of the games that I get now probably offer DLC in some form or another. Mm -hmm. But I would say that I probably get DLC for the games that I buy maybe like 30 or 40%. Yeah. Maybe less even. You know? It's it's just it's uncommon that I will Mm -hmm. get it. But I don't know. I, I like that it's I like that it's there. Yeah. And you know, probably Probably one of the only other candidates. When you were asking me about what the best expansion I ever got mm-hmm. was, if it wasn't going to be Witcher, it would have been Mass Effect
1: Three. Mm, yeah, you gotta love that uh, that Citadel, Citadel. DLC. Mm.
0: I was, th- I know, I was thinking about that before we started recording, and like, you know, the Mass Effect uh, remasters are going to be coming out, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm really excited to go back to this Citadel. <laughs> yeah see some of my favorite places
1: absolutely (laughs) your favorite store in the citadel yeah um i i wonder they're not changing much for the mass effect release -release. i think yeah it's just i think it's going to be a lot of visual stuff
0: Mm -hmm. for you know i mean two and three if anything needed to have some work done it would have been one yeah you know but i think that's going to be largely the same they'll probably just maybe fix and
1: streamline some things right i think well i hope you're right um but i know it seems like it's just a graphical yeah improvement for all around but exactly um that's you know i was gonna that is the final version of uh keeping games fresh is <laughs> re-releasing true. them yeah which <laughs> with the we're updates. in the thick of that right now yeah, that's right and um, I thought about bringing that up earlier, but I'm like, it's, it's not technically DLC, but kind of though. You know, it and, is kind and, of. Yeah. The, it's
0: it's along the same tangent mm-hmm. of you know trying to keep a game,
1: you know, yeah. fresh. Um, I was happy that they put out like Dark Souls remastered for PS4. You know, right. and that was fun. Um, and they're you know still hoping for certain games to get a remaster. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did like a whole episode on re-releases you know
0: early on but it's like i've there's been this thing i've been hearing about recently where it's like you know again going back to how games can be different from so many other mediums Mm -hmm. like most mediums have some level of stuff in place like for preservation Mm -hmm. that games kind of don't right and i've been hearing a lot more about people talking about how to go about Mm -hmm. preserving games right now because like right now they are getting ready to close the online store for the PS3, PSP, and Vita. Yeah. You know, so, like, games that, you know, were maybe only available digitally through those mm-hmm. platforms are going to be unavailable. Right. Soon. So, I mean, you'll... Better s- make if... sure they're downloaded. Exactly. Bro. So, like, if you've downloaded them, you're, you're fine, mm-hmm. you know? But at that point, like, I mean, I've said this, you know, before, but it's, like, every time I turn my PS3 on... hmm I just I, I praise it. It's just like good for you. You're still <laughs> you made it. You're still holding on. But it's like, you know, at that point now, once your PS3 stops working, yeah. that's it. Right. You know, so for some of these games that you love, you know, having a remaster is the closest you have to like that hope of your favorite games being mm-hmm. preserved.
1: Unfortunately, yes. Um uh, I mean, you can always get, you know, somebody to fix your console if, right i suppose if you uh, there are people out there who can do it but um it's like i still have like my super nintendo and nes you know yeah playing those games and they and, still work and that's
0: right <laughs> also a miracle <laughs> yeah
1: but uh, uh i'm i like it when games i love get remasters i guess i do too um, it,
0: it is nice because it's like most of the time yeah it's just it's playing the best most fully realized version of them
1: i just prefer it when they add something at the that's nice time, yeah that's usually nice <laughs> uh, so i'm not sure if i'm gonna play the remaster of the metal or the mass effect series because frankly i've uh, i've played those games a lot already and you know
0: i know i'm going to yeah I'm, I'm gonna go through the whole trilogy again
1: <laughs> right on mm-hmm.
0: and not like techie's never seen okay. uh mass effect so I'm very oh, yeah. excited to show that to her.
1: Yeah. Maybe she'll start a file of her own. Exactly. We might play it together. Beautiful. Exactly. All right. Is there anything you'd like to add before we close up the episode, Jason?
0: Not that I can think of. You know, I think we've kind of we kind of talked about pretty much all the real uh, methods of DLC practice that that we've kind of seen and experienced, mm-hmm. you know? And like I said, we've kind of largely kind of reached the consensus between the two of us that like both of us both of us like it and prefer it over the way that it had been done before right you know so that's right yeah outside of a few kind of questionable practices that you'll see from some companies Mm -hmm. by and large dlc is a good thing that allows you to experience a game that you love continually and like get the most enjoyment out of it
1: i think you summed it up perfectly perfect all right well thanks for listening i guess we'll see you on the next episode exactly yeah so we'll see you in a few weeks everybody have a good one you too bye bye